Do you struggle with chronic illness and chronic pain? Or do you know someone in your family or in your friendship circle who does? Watching that in someone can be really tough and you obviously want to help in some way. And it's very hard to find the right words to offer them comfort, uh, the comfort that you wish that they could have. Do you offer, maybe you offer doctorly suggestions about lifestyle changes, but then you wonder, well, they probably have heard all that before. And do you wait for them to bring it up, knowing that that's probably on their mind as well? Should you offer to help with cleaning or groceries, or is it as simple as offering a, a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on when things get hard? It's a bit of a minefield, and perhaps you've got something to share on this. I know a lot of people are living with chronic illness and chronic pain and have some strong opinions about how they wish to be treated. I want to hear those opinions, 0418 particularly from people that are just wanting to help. Uh, perhaps you've got a chronic illness yourself and you have a list of pet peeves that you'd like to share. And perhaps you've put your foot in it when you're talking to someone or a friend about their illness. You could share that too. 0418 is the text line. This text says, living with chronic illness and pain uh, from annoying others with the smell of tiger balm and offending others when expressing pain to finding the path to access appropriate medications and therapy. Sounds very, very complicated. Also, uh, being treated badly by professionals, including police and doctors, says this text. Obviously, a strong sentiment there, and I, you know, I do want to hear some of these stories because I think we can all improve the way we interact with people who are going through a tough time, particularly chronic illness and chronic pain. Zero four one eight double two six five seven six. You can join the conversation too. Bronwyn Bickle is a chronic illness counsellor at the Florizon Mental Health uh, Facility. Bronwyn, welcome to you. I just wonder if it is ever okay to ask some about someone about their health, knowing that they've got a lot going on. Do you even tempt fate by bringing it up? Hi, Andy. Yeah, thank you for having me on. It's such an important topic for us to be talking about. Um, is it okay to ever ask somebody about their health? Of course it is. I think generally speaking, we as human beings want to know that people care for us, that they love us, that they want the best for us and their health. So asking about somebody's health is a really important thing to do. But what if you know that or have observed them feeling unwell lately? You know, it's that classic thing when you see someone dramatically lose weight and you say, oh, you're looking great, mm -hmm. but then they obviously have lost weight, um, you know, against their choice. So... With that knowledge, is there a right way to approach it in a way that doesn't make them feel uncomfortable or make them feel like they have to talk about it either? Yeah, absolutely. I think the main thing when you live with chronic illness um, and talking about it to other people is having the autonomy to choose how much information you do or don't give to people. So if you're going to ask somebody about their health, about their an illness that they may currently have, making sure you do it in a way that gives them the choice, gives them uh, the choice to tell you everything if that's what they want to do or to tell you nothing if that's what they prefer. Especially if it's someone that you work with, a colleague or, or co-worker, mm. and may, maybe you've heard about their ill health on the grapevine or if they've been away from work recently, is it okay to approach them and, and ask or, or, or should you should you wait for them to bring it up? It's so difficult to know, isn't it? Because everybody's going to be different. Everybody living with a chronic illness is going to view that differently. 
Um, again, I think it's the way that you approach it. If you're approaching it with kindness and compassion and empathy, um, you know, the person with the chronic illness has the option of how much they do or don't tell you. And I think it's often received quite well, even if they say to you, look, I, I don't want to talk about that today or I'm not interested in sharing the details. Just being able to, to ask about it and talk about it is important. A piece of advice I heard once was, and from someone who was suffering from a chronic illness, they said, if you want to talk to me about it, why don't you study up yourself so that you understand, at least in broad strokes, what it is that, that, that uh, you know, I'm suffering and, and surviving through so that you've got a basis of understanding. And the person was saying this because it ultimately took the burden off them to be a, I don't know, like a, a mascot f- or, you know, an, an explainer of this illness to everyone. It kind of puts the impetus back on all of us to be more educated. What do you think about mm. that? Yeah, it's one of those interesting ones, isn't it? Because some people automatically will go onto Google and they'll start researching the diagnosis you're talking to them about. And other people are happy with whatever information you're going to share with them. They don't necessarily need more. So, you know, if you're somebody that likes to Google, that likes to get more information just to understand symptoms, to understand other people's experiences, that's really fantastic. What you do with that information is important. I think it's always important to remember the person living with chronic illness is the expert on their own chronic illness. So whilst gathering information is fantastic, um, they are still the, the expert on their own health. On the text line, uh, a texter uh, who I presume uh, lives with a condition is talking about autonomy, autonomy being the most important thing. And when someone's going mm-hmm. through a tough time, you know, perhaps it's your tradition or habit to, I don't know, leave a lasagna on their front step or something. But then there's also this idea that maybe there's a presumption that they're not able to look after themselves. So that's a bit of a tightrope as well. Absolutely. Knowing how to support somebody Um, who's living with chronic illness is really difficult. And maybe asking them, asking them, how can I best support you in this space? Is there something I can do to help? Um, And making sure that whatever it is that you're doing for them is actually something that is helpful for them. If you just join me on RN Drive, it's 24 minutes past four. Councillor Bromon Bickle is here. We're talking about the do's and don'ts, perhaps a bit of a conversation about supporting th- someone through chronic illness or pain. I'd love to hear some of your experiences. If you're there firsthand or secondhand, perhaps you've tried to help and it backfired. Perhaps someone's tried to help you and it's really worked. 0418 Ian says, there is nothing one can say directly, indirectly, uh, depending on the character of the person. Uh, black humour or anecdotes that are happening nearby uh, that are in some way nonsensical or absurd that can be relayed in a way that elicits laughter in the patient is Ian's advice. It bridges the chasm of pain better than any platitude, which I think is actually quite good advice. And on the, on the idea of humour, someone says I was limping through uh, work, work uh, as usual one morning and I met a colleague in the corridor. She looked at my knees and said to me, you know, my dog has a limp. And we had a conversation about that, whether it was supportive or not. Uh, at least it perhaps took the person's mind off uh, the, uh, what they were going through. I'd love to hear from you. 0418 Join the conversation. Okay, what are the definite no-nos here? If there are some grey areas, depending on the person, depending on your relationship to that person, uh, there might be some absolute no-go areas. What what are those? I would say uh, 
feeling like you are the expert as opposed to the person that is going through the health challenges. Um, you know, uh, approaching them in terms of, you know, what you need to do is X, Y, Z. People who live with chronic illness have already done all of that. They've already gone through all of that with their doctor. They've already tried all the medications or they're in the process of doing it. So I think passing on uh, those sorts of recommendations maybe, you know, it's potentially more harmful than it is helpful, although meant in a um, positive way, in a helpful way, isn't necessarily as helpful as we think it is. The, the idea about forcing perhaps your beliefs on them as well, you know, we live in a day and age where there is mainstream medicine and alternative medicine and everything in between. You know, the idea that um, you, you can suggest or force the latest thing that you've read on the internet on someone is probably not a good idea either. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you come across some interesting information, there might be an opportunity to share it with the person that's in your life, uh, your friend or family member. But generally speaking, they're already on top of it. They're already discussing options with their healthcare professionals. Good advice, uh, counsellor at the Florizon Mental Health um, uh, Unit, um, Bronwyn Bickle. I do appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.